Thanks for listening to the podcast from Gary Combs and the preaching team at Eastgate Church in Wilson, North Carolina. Check us out on the web at eastgate.church for more. And now, here's the sermon. So it's Christmas, and what is Christmas without children? I need some children up here on the stage with me. So can I get some, some children to come up and take a seat here on the floor? And tighten up, because we got a lot of kids coming. Oh my goodness. So you, why don't you two guys get right here next to me? That's right. Make room here. Scoot back a little bit. And then we can fill in right here. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, I love all these reds and greens, and we got these Christmas bows in our hair, and these Christmas sweaters, beautiful children, handsome young men, beautiful girls. Wow, everybody's looking great. So, what are we expecting at Christmas? What is it we're looking forward to? What are y'all thinking? Family? Okay, that's a very thoughtful answer. That's, you kids are the best kids. You're better than the kids at first service already, I can tell. Fun? Okay, that's almost going to be a three-point sermon. We got a, a, a family and a fun. <laughs> what else? What else is exciting about Christmas that you're thinking of? Jesus' birthday. That's good. What? Santa's coming. What's he going to bring? Presents. Finally, we get down to the nitty-gritty. You guys are so Christian. You kids are so Christian. You're so spiritual. He's coming to town. That's right. You got something to say? The best part, I know. Yeah? Uh, Christmas, Santa likes to eat cookies. Oh, okay. That might be the part for Santa that there's cookies. Okay, so let me back up the bus to the part about presents and gifts, because really Christmas is about the greatest gift of all, and that's the gift, and some of you already said it, the gift of Jesus. And so I have a gift right here. It's wrapped a little different. Normally our gifts are wrapped in what? What are our gifts? In wrapping paper. That's right, paper. That's right. But this one's wrapped in cloth. Did you notice that? And so... You can look this up on the internet because the internet knows everything, by the way. I mean, you can Google this. And this comes from a Japanese art called furoshiki because they don't wrap in paper in Japan. They wrap in cloth. And, and Pastor Gary, he wrapped this so it doesn't look as cool as it does in Japan. They actually put all kind of shapes on theirs. But what do you think's in here? What, what have I wrapped up, do you think? A gift? You think it's a book? You think it's a Bible? Anybody over here? What do you think? A toy. A toy? Okay. Anybody else? No, it's not a billion dollars. That would be, yeah. I wouldn't even, I would. <laughs> we got some big dreamers over here. Okay. So you're right. It's a Bible. It's a Bible. And inside this Bible is the Christmas story because that's what we want to unwrap now. We want to unwrap the Christmas story. So here's what I want you to do. That's right, that's right. So now I want you to be really quiet and let me read to you the Christmas story, and then I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? And then if you're really good and you really listen close, Pastor Jonathan's going to give you a little gift before you go to your seats, okay? Is that a deal? Is that a deal? Okay. So. 
This is from Luke chapter 2. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with him with whom he is pleased. This is the story, the Christmas story. Now I wonder when you were listening to the story did you hear a part that you had perhaps memorized this month? Did y'all hear a memory verse, your prove-it verse? Did y'all hear it? Could you, who, who knows the prove-it verse for December? Okay, who will start it? Can you start it for me as loud as you can? And y'all say it really loud together. Go ahead, start it. And the angel said to them, Fear not. Fear not. Slow down a little bit. And the angel, you're doing great. Awesome! That's so awesome. Luke 2, 10 through what? 11. Luke 2, 10 through 11. So you've done so well. Now, when you were listening to the story, let's see how closely you were listening. What was the name of the couple that had to go to the town of Bethlehem? Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary. That's right. And whenever they got to Bethlehem and the baby was born... What happened out in a field that night? Who, who was out in a field that night? An angel, an angel. Okay, somebody right here. The shepherds. That's right, the shepherds. And then who appeared? Somebody over here. Who appeared to the shepherds? The angels. That's right. That's right. You guys are incredibly intelligent. You're amazing, every one of you. Now, did you notice anything about wrapping in cloth? What did you hear? What did you hear? Wrapping the baby in swaddling clothes. Kind of like I wrapped the Bible like that. Because the greatest gift of all was wrapped up in swaddling clothes. The greatest gift of all is who? 
Jesus. That's right. You guys are awesome. So awesome. Hey, look, if you'll go that way, Pastor Jonathan has a little something for you to take back to your seat, for you to enjoy. Thank you for sharing this Christmas story with me. You guys are amazing. Y'all give him a hand, parents. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So sweet. So awesome. So the greatest gift of all, the greatest gift of all is Jesus. And the story of Jesus is wrapped up in this Christmas story. We often forget the real meaning of the Christmas story. The real meaning of the Christmas story is that Christ is the one who's been given to us. As the prophet Isaiah declared centuries before his birth, the prophet Isaiah said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And then we hear the angels, and we, as we just did, and as the children just quoted to us, the angels didn't say unto us. What did they say? They said, unto you a child is born. Because this gift is for us, this gift is for you. But if there's a gift under the tree, and how many of you have been shaking some gifts? You've been like, whenever, yeah, that's what I figured. You've been shaking some gifts whenever mom and dad aren't looking, or maybe when your husband's not looking, you've been like, what is that in there? It's not really your gift, though. Even if it has your name on it, it's not really your gift until you open it, until you receive it, until you open it and believe it. It's for me, and you open it, then it's your gift. And that's what it is to believe in Jesus. It's to, to recognize a gift has been given, but it's not really yours until you personally open it. Now, this gift is a gift of love. And the greatest verse that I could think of, we, we, we have another memory verse that hopefully a lot of people know, and that's John 3.16. How many of you know that verse, John 3.16? Let's say that together. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. That's right. That's the verse that we see where Jesus was talking to the Jewish teacher, Nicodemus. And he was explaining to him the greatest gift of all. And really this gift is a gift within a gift within a gift. Let me share with you what I'm talking about. Have you ever received a gift like that where you open it up and then there's another box inside? And then you have to open that one and then there's another box. I remember when my wife Robin and I were first engaged and the first Christmas came, I gave her a kind of a gift like that except she would open a box and it would have instructions inside like now go to this room and then she would go there, and there'd be another box, and it would have instructions. And I, I sent her, because we were both still in college, so I sent her all over the college campus. And then finally, in the last box was a key. And it was the key to the trunk of my old 1971 Toyota Corona. <laughs> Real beater out there in the parking lot. And so she goes out and opens it, and then in the trunk of the car was the gift that I had given her. 
And so sometimes you have to go on a little trail and make it more interesting. Well, that's what I want to say to you about this greatest gift of all. It's, it's, in, the, it's in John 3.16, and I wonder what that is, this greatest gift of all. Uh, well, first of all, as we read John 3.16, we find that the greatest gift of all is the gift of love, God's love. For God so loved, so loved the world that he gave. This word love is the Greek word agape, which means sacrificial love. It means the kind of love that gives. For God so loved the world that he For God so loved the world that he So it's a giving kind of love. It's the kind of love that gives. And what did God give? He gave his son to do what? To die. Because, you know, kings are born in palaces, but lambs are born in stables. And this Jesus came as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Make no mistake, the shadow of the cross overshadows the cradle. Christmas points to Easter. This is a relational kind of gift. He gave us love. And this love is expressed in how He so loves us. How much? So much. How much? This much. So that He stretched forth His arms and died on a cross for our sins. You know, the day after Christmas is the second busiest day for most retail stores. It's where everyone takes their, their presents back and they exchange them. But, you know, that's why we leave the receipt. And there's a long line waiting to exchange. But the greatest exchange of all is not December 26th. It's, it's at the cross. Because at the cross, Jesus offers His righteousness and takes upon our sin. That's love. He offers his separation from the Father and says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that we can become one with the Father. So that we can be right with the Father. And then he takes our death and he exchanges our death for his life and he gives us eternal life. Now that's love. That's real love. As we read in the Scriptures, greater love has no man than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. That's the greatest love of all, to give your life for someone. And that's what the Bible says when it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. What did we do with the gift? We crucified him. He died in our place. And that's the great exchange. It says in Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates His own love toward us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much God loves us. He loves us this much. He loves us so much. I wonder what's inside this gift. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's the gift within the gift. It's the gift of the Lord Jesus. His only begotten it, that word could be translated one, in a, one of a kind, unique, no one else like Him. One of a kind, only like Him. This, this Jesus, He is the Son of God, yet He comes down and becomes one of us. So that the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Philippi, he says, who being in very nature God did not equality with God consider it something to be grasped, but emptied Himself and became a man, taking on human flesh, and humbled himself even unto death, even death on a cross. 
One theologian says that the Son of God stepped down from the throne of heaven. He took off the insignia of His majesty and He climbed down the ladder of love. And He became one of us. This is the incarnational gift. This is the gift that He is the Lord. Have you received His gift of love? And within that, the gift of the Lord Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He is the Lord. That's the gift within a gift. Do you think there's anything else inside? Is there another gift inside this gift, inside this gift? Well, certainly there is. Because it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes on Him should not perish but have eternal life. Life. That's right. Now this, this eternal life it's not just a quantity. What does eternal mean? It means forever. But it's not just a quantity of life. It's also a quality of life. For Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Which means full and overflowing. Life to the max. Are you experiencing that kind of life this Christmas? Are you experiencing overflowing, abundant life. When does eternal life begin, by the way? When does it begin? Does it begin after you die in the Lord and go to heaven? Is that when eternal life begins? No. It begins at the moment that you, received, that you receive His gift of love, you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, that's when you receive eternal life. Eternal life starts at the very moment you open the gift. And the gift is Jesus. The gift is not a present. The gift is a person. His name is Jesus. And He offers us eternal life. Life overflowing. When does it begin? Right now. Why aren't you experiencing it? It's either because you've never received Jesus, or you have, but you're not depending on His life. You're, you're walking in your own power. I pray today that you would receive and open this gift, the greatest gift of all. It's a gift within a gift within a gift. And having received it, that you'd live according to it. I wonder, um, is there anything else we might say? Is there another gift within the gift within the gift? Is that possible? Hmm. There might be one more gift that we could talk about this morning. Because John also says in his gospel, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all men. And that light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not comprehended it. You see, this, this Jesus is the light of the world. And so this morning, we, write, we light the Christ candle. Because the source of all light, the source of our peace, our hope, our joy, our love, it's all from Christ. You see, receiving Christ, you've received the greatest gift that God offers. It's a gift of His love. It's a gift of, of following Him 
as Lord. It's the gift of eternal life. It's the gift of having His light shining in our life so that those who walk in darkness walk in darkness no more. So that we have the light to guide us. Do you know Him today? Have you received Him as your Lord and Savior? You can do it right now. I'm going to pray for you right now, and right where you're seated, if you've never done this before. And it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. All that really matters is do you believe in your heart, and will you say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that you believe what the Bible says about Him. Let me pray for you right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray first of all for that person that's here today, young or old, maybe they're here or maybe they're watching at home, online. Lord, we pray right now with them. I ask you right now, would you pray with us? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I believe you died on the cross for my sins, that you were raised from the grave, and that you live today. I believe that. And now I receive this gift of the Lord Jesus into my life. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and give me this eternal life and forgiveness of sins. And I will follow you forever. In Jesus' name, I'm praying that right now. Others are here, and you know Jesus. You're a follower. But it's been challenging this Christmas. There's an empty seat at the table that wasn't there last year. There's some discouragement in your life. You've heard difficult news perhaps from the doctor. Maybe there's some trouble with your finances or some other trouble, a broken relationship. Whatever it is right now, would you recognize that this abundant life, this life full and overflowing, you can draw on it right now. My dear beloved believer, right now you can say, forgive me for focusing and forgetting on the wrong thing on the darkness. Help me to walk in the light and the love of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.